0: Just go to
1: cars.com. It's magical.
0: Well, I'd like to start off this episode by wishing everyone a happy new year, happy 2021, and emphasis on this podcast with the word happy. Because Michael Brown, I think that's the one word you can use to describe Red Nation after the Rockets' first victory of the
1: season tonight. Winner, winner, matzo ball and pastrami sandwich dinner.
0: Amen to that. Amen to that. And the Rockets pull out this win 122 uh, 119. Not an easy game against Sacramento. And to be fair, I think it's just, it's so awesome. My favorite part about this game is that John Wall is back. I know we were kind of disconnected for his, the first part of his career, but, man, I'm so glad he's wearing H-Town across his chest.
1: Uh, speaking of H-Town across the chest, what are your thoughts on the jerseys or you know, on the uniforms for tonight?
0: You know, I liked them before I saw them in action, and, but I'll be honest, tonight it took me a little while to get used to it. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Sacramento's uh, blue alternate jerseys, um, but I love the fact that the Rockets are. And I saw um, Clutch fans tweet about it on um, on Twitter. I think Clutch fans, whoever runs that account, was at the game tonight and saw the like the opening intro. It looks like the Rockets are sending this season. Like the theme of the season is the city of Houston, and they're really giving this team, you know, th- this team back to the city, kind of.
1: And I-, and I love to see it. Yeah, I, you know, I hate to say this, I didn't think they looked as good as I thought they were going to. Uh, I love the court. I mean, the court is straight fire. Mm-hmm. But the jerseys themselves, I was a little let down by. Uh, but the most important thing is that the Rockets are undefeated while wearing the jerseys. So I say we should stick with it. Um, but interestingly enough, I was a little let down by the jerseys, but I know people don't want to hear us talk about the jerseys. They want us to talk about what happened on the court tonight.
0: Yes. And so right after the game went final, we threw up a tweet on our Twitter account at Take, and we asked you, uh, asked the listeners, asked our followers for some questions, and we're just going to go straight into that. Thank you to everyone who, uh, gave us some questions, uh, if you want to be featured on a future podcast, your question, be sure to follow us at Harden My Take on Twitter. We're always over there. You can also follow Dreamshake SBN on Twitter. We're home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. So let's get this started um, with our first question. So this question comes from at Luca Harden, because I think this was a big part of the game today. How big of a problem is the defense going to be for the Rockets this year? Let's talk about defense. Now, problem of defense could mean two di- two different things. Obviously, if you look at the first two games, the Rockets were, you know, I think dead last in terms of defense. And tonight, you know, you look at the box score, Mike. You give up 119, and that's, you know, not doesn't look very good, but I think the Rockets defense this was clearly their best showing in three games
1: tonight well i think it's unfair to 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 look at the first two games and give a an opinion on their defense because of how shorthanded they were
0: yeah it's honestly it's too hard to really you know dissect this team and say that one thing is going to be like that for the rest of the year I, i think once we get to this time next month you know, end of January, once the team has about, you know, 15, 20 games in its, in its uh, schedule that's completed, I think then we can start informing opinions and all. But I think the defense tonight um, it was a lot more active, especially at the beginning of the second half, which was a crucial point in the game because it gave the Rockets that little bit of a boost to take. I think they got the lead up to nine at one point in the early third quarter, and you know, eventually Sacramento pulled the game back into their favor. But I think what we saw in defense tonight, there, there are signs there that the defense is improving.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it can only go up from the first two games that we saw. Uh, one, one key defensively tonight that I was shocked by was David Nwaba not playing.
0: Yeah, I, I'm so glad you brought that up, because I, I want to discuss that. Um, you know, we were talking about, you know, before the season started, about how, you know, Steven Silas is no Mike D'Antoni. He's going to go deep in his rotations. And tonight we saw the standard nine-man rotation uh, with David Nwaba, DNPCD. And, you know, out of all of the guys that could have played tonight, he was probably the one that we we're surprised about the most. But... Yeah, yeah. What, are your, what are your thoughts on Nawab not playing? I'm sure you're not happy about it.
1: Well, it's not that I'm not happy. I mean, we won the game. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the most important thing. I think the big key there is Sterling Brown has gotten off to a really nice start this season, shooting the ball from beyond the three-point line. Mm-hmm. Uh, tonight, two more threes. He was two of two from behind the line. You know, I, I think, you know, minutes are going to come. At a premium this year for the for the bench brigade, and I think Jay Tate playing 21 minutes tonight, he he's bringing incredible energy. You know, six six rebounds tonight as well. You know, I think David Nawab is getting squeezed out uh, because of you know what he brings on the offensive end is somewhat limited. Um, I mean, he he got 10 points in the first game and then 14
0: in the second game,
1: right. But I mean, both losses for the Rockets. So I, you know, it's yeah. it's it's something to take into account. But I look. I mean, Sterling Brown, I think, has earned his time on the court. I think Noaba just needs to buy his time. I think tonight was all about getting the starters re-acclimated, getting them enough minutes together. I mean, the starters played a ton of minutes tonight. You know, Harden played thirty-eight minutes. Wall played thirty-seven. Uh, Christian Wood, 32. It was nice to see P.J. Tucker. You know, his, you know, minutes were a little down. Once again, another crappy night for him offensively. Zero points. Well, he, never, he didn't miss a shot. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's great.
0: Very, P.J. Tucker was one-dimensional on that court tonight. But defensively,
1: P.J. was pretty strong. No, I mean, he was fantastic. But, look, I mean, defensively, I mean, who was he covering tonight? Look,
0: can someone have a bad offensive night if they don't produce any offense? Yes. I think that's a non-existent offensive night. Well, if, I mean...
1: If, he, he was very efficient. Well, I mean, 32 minutes on the court for him. Like, I'm just... We talked about this before the year started. That look, he's got to contribute something, you know? And then defensively, who is he covering a majority of the night? I mean, Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes had 22 points tonight on 10 of 13 from the field. You know, was he covering Harrison Barnes, you part of the time? Yeah, Yeah, he It
0: it wasn't like he was on one per— You know, the Rockets did a lot of different things defensively tonight. They even threw some zone. Uh, And that's where Rashawn Holmes got most of his money was, you know, kind of in that, you know, upper part of the key. And he would kind of just—that push shot or the floater or, you know, the hook shot. Like, he— he was pretty active in the paint tonight. Um, but that you get point
1: defensively. One yeah, you get my point defensively. I mean, if Tucker's going to be on the court as much as he is, the guys that he was covering tonight, their front court killed us tonight. I think P.J. is really
0: struggling to find his fit in Stephen Silas's offense. In Mikey Antoni's offense, P.J. Tucker was a perfect fit because – he, that offense was, you know, he had a spot in the corner. And look, you look at the Rockets tonight. How many shots did they have, like, that were corner threes? Very few corner threes. And that's P.J. Tucker's bread and butter. And, you know, he's they call him, what, the best corner three point shooter in the game? And the Rockets aren't, aren't going there anymore. They're they're utilizing the pick, the pick and roll with Christian Wood, with DeMarcus Cousins. They're posting up with Wood, posting up with Cousins. Um... Maybe some hardened isolations, maybe some wall, um, you know, cuts to the rim. But the the corner three is is not being utilized in this offense, and that does kind of usurp a lot of PJ's, you know it, honestly, it wouldn't like today kind of showed it would not surprise me if PJ Tucker gets traded before the trade deadline. Because I think that not that he's not a good player. He's a good player. Like, look, PJ had some defensive stops tonight. The Rockets don't get the Rockets don't get this win without those p- defensive stops. Sure. But you look at David Nawaba. And mm-hmm. David Nawaba might not necessarily be as, as good of a defensive player as PJ Tucker, but he provides more on the offensive end than PJ. And he's a more balanced player, he's more flexible for what Steven Silas is trying to do. And that's not a knock on PJ. That's not, you know, to say PJ is regressed or anything like that. I don't necessarily think that's true. But you see what happened tonight. And I think what we're noticing is that his offensive repertoire is very limited in in Silas' system, which, you know, is that, but is he still, does that still make him a positive asset on the court if he's only going to provide defense and I think that question has yet to be answered yet and but given how Silas is you know I think PJ Tucker as the season goes on might find himself uh you know on another team and I hate to say that because I love PJ um but I think he's just not the right fit for what Silas is doing
1: I don't disagree with you um you know I I look at I look at what Nawaba would bring. He brings the energy. I think the one benefit to having PJ on the court right now is he's still a decent enough rebounder to make up for his offensive woes. Um, But we'll see. I mean, it it was great to see Daniel house looking more like him, his old self tonight. And then, the thing is, you know, through these first three games, I mean, Sacramento—they're 3 They came into tonight three and one with their three wins coming twice against the Nuggets and beating a, an up-and-coming Suns team. I mean, this Sacramento team is good. Yeah, no, that it's it's a very talented bunch. And and Daniel House came out tonight and played well. He was a plus seven in the plus-minus category. Christian Wood continues to impress offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am. Down for the boogie oogie with the boogie cousins. Okay? Yeah, I loved me some Demarcus Cousins tonight because let's talk bo- boogie cousins. The question comes from
0: uh reg season Harden, reg S Z N Harden. Uh, and he says, First reaction to Demarcus Cousins. Woo! I guess that's what you, what you saw.
1: Man, I mean, look, he brings Bill Worrell made a, a really good point tonight that this is probably. The best shape Demarcus Cousins has been in in quite a while. Uh, he looks, I mean, quick. He looks, uh, I mean, he looked great, you know. And this bench brigade, the barber shop quartet, however you want <laughs> to, however you want to phrase it. You know, the, barbershop, the barbershop, you did not just say the barbershop quartet. Oh, my goodness. I did. You know, the DeMarcus Cousins being a guy that can be a playmaker for that second unit can only be beneficial to the Rockets. And tonight he had eight points, he had three assists, he had a rebound. You know, I will say that the one thing that Christian Wood needs to improve on is, is his rebounding this team is going to have to be a team, you know, a gang rebounding team. You know, this team doesn't have an individual great rebounder, but they rebound well as a team. DeMarcus Cousins, as the season goes on, is going to be huge in that. I mean, if I had to grade his his performance tonight, I would give it an easy B plus, A minus. That's, um, Mike, I
0: can't agree with that. I, I'm i not as high on, on Boogie as you are. I think the first set of minutes that he had were were good. I was really impressed with, with his first set of minutes in that first half. But in the second half, I was not impressed. I was... That was kind of, you know, my concern with Boogie. Um, just from being a player that hasn't played in a long time. And I honestly think that's what it was. I think it was Rust. Um mm-hmm. And just the fact that, you know, the team hadn't practiced a whole lot um, in the last week. And Boogie, especially, obviously, being in quarantine. But, and I, and I want, I hope that's what it was. Um, But that he was part of the problem that the Rockets had, especially in that third quarter, where they were just these loopy doopy, you know, poor passes that Sacramento just, you know, scooped right up like an ice cream machine, like, like it was like, there were so many possessions, especially in that third quarter. And this was when Sacramento started, you know, overcoming that nearly 10 point deficit. And then ultimately taking the lead was when they simply, the Rockets were just helter skelter out there and they were just kind of throwing these errant passes that just weren't strong enough. And it's not like that. Is like they can be look, the Rockets can be really efficient, but that was probably the one thing tonight about the offense that I that didn't sit well with me. And Demarcus Cousins was part of that problem. Um, but it's not just Demarcus Cousins, you know, Harden was part of the problem, Wall was part of the problem. Um, you know, just I just didn't like that because there are how many passes tonight were intercepted by the Kings? Oh, for sure.
1: But uh, the reason why I agree Demarcus Cousins is De'Aaron Fox had four steals tonight. Yeah, but look, this is the first time, literally the first regular season game that all of these guys have played together. It's going to take them, I would say, a solid two weeks to get used to where everybody's going to be on the court at what time. But I saw enough from Cousins tonight in his first real regular season game action in almost two years that... Once he gets comfortable, I mean, his first shot that he, that he had was a three that went in. He was three of five from the field, so he was efficient. And he had a couple passes that just made me go, whoa. So that's why I grade him as high as I do. I do understand where you're coming from with your analysis of too many Aaron passes, 18 turnovers, six of those coming from Harden. Like I said, it's just going to take them some time. But this is the type of game the Rockets, in a really, really tough Western Conference, you just have to grind out, figure out a way to win. And that's what they did tonight.
0: Yeah, I think, I I hope that that's the reason behind this. You know, we've seen a lot of games in the early part of the season that have been blowouts. Mm -hmm. Uh, You look look today at some of the games. uh, New Orleans beat Oklahoma City by 33 points. You look at earlier this week, Milwaukee beat Miami by 50 points. Uh, And then Miami went to beat Milwaukee the very next night. Uh, You look at, you know, the Clippers beating or losing by 50 to the Mavericks. So I think that a lot of that is part of just kind of teams just acting like it's just weird. It's a weird part of the season. But the problem is this game tonight, the third game of the season matters just as much as the final game of the season when everything is supposed to be clicking and that is the challenge that a lot of these teams are going to have you know but the rockets but every team still needs to come out and win as many games as possible because yes in this western conference it's going to be a bloodbath it it look if you look at all the teams right now every team you know denver is one in three but you know that that'll change the mavericks are one in three they'll be better um And you look at teams like, you know, the Warriors, they're not going to be 500 for the rest of the year. Timberwolves, Spurs, like the whole, it's not even worth looking at the standings until maybe January, maybe the end of January. And then you can start, you know, stacking teams up and you're like, okay, I see where this team is looking. Okay, maybe this team might drop a little bit, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I just... I hope that that's what it is with this team. And look, if this team can stay healthy, I think they're going to be a good team. They're going to be a good team. I don't want to, you know, say that they're going to, you know, do X in case. Because I I still think that the season is so unpredictable. And I'm still kind of sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for, you know, anything to happen. And I think that that's... Honestly, a big reason why you don't trade James Harden is because you risk having to reassemble and reacclimate your whole team because James Harden is such an important part of the offense. I think we've learned that, you know, we've known that, but we've relearned that over these last three games. And if you take him out and replace him with, you know, whomever, whether it's Ben Simmons or Jalen Brown or whoever, it's going to take some relearning and that's only going to, you know, Know, extend the Rockets, you know, learning phase of the season. And in a shortened schedule, there isn't a whole lot of time for that.
1: Yeah. Perfectly put, not, uh, you know, every win counts. And I think they beat, you know, an impressive Sacramento King team. They're still not, the Kings won't do anything as long as Luke Walton is their coach. Cause I think he's a joke, uh, but they've got some impressive players, you know? I mean, De'Aaron Fox looked good tonight, uh, but Good win. I mean, it, it's a really, really good win for the Rockets tonight.
0: You know who I really like
1: from Sacramento? Uh, Harrison Barnes? No. no. Uh, uh, Corey Joseph? G- give me the rookie. Ty uh, Tyrese
0: Halliburton. Halliburton. Oh, man. Ty yeah. Tyrese Halliburton looked really good tonight. He looked decent. I mean, he, you know, he looked okay. I mean, for a rookie, like, going toe-to-toe, like, he was – he didn't look like a rookie. He did not look like a rookie. He, you know, took that hard hit on with John Wall, you know, in that third quarter. But, like, that's a play that, you know, an established veteran makes. And, you know, going to the – like, he already understands that. And that's why, you know, you see him playing 27 minutes uh, for this team. And it's – look, this Kings team – they're they're good because they have a bunch of different ways that they can beat you. They can go with De'Aaron Fox. You know, Buddy Healed was kind of – he was 5'15 from three tonight. You know, that's kind of an off night for him considering he won three-point contests not that long ago. Um, but Harrison Barnes can beat you. They got Rashawn – Rashawn Holmes was a big part of the team tonight. And I'm kind of going over this because, believe it or not, the Kings are the next game on the schedule We we'll play them against Saturday. Um, so they're, you know – that's another thing, too. Kings on Saturday. That, it's kind of an interesting dynamic when you play these two-game series. And you saw it like with the Heat and Bucks earlier this week that I mentioned a little while ago. Look, the Bucks beat the Heat by 50. And the very next night, lost to the same Heat team. Jimmy Butler didn't play in either of those games. Mm-hmm. So, how hard is it to beat the same team twice in a row?
1: Oh, I mean, it's not easy. But I mean this—this this Rockets team can beat any team on any given night. I—they they need to. They'll come out Saturday, and I mean the Kings had to play nearly a, a perfect game. I mean you got to think about what are the odds Rashawn Holmes scores twenty-two and has thirteen rebounds on Saturday? It's not very good.
0: I mean, Let's- but also this season is so young that I. Look, Rashawn Holmes is also really good. He's someone that I've wanted on the Rockets, you know, for quite some time now. I, yeah. I really like what he can bring. The Rockets can find a way to finesse a deal to where they get him. I would love it. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, especially after. Look, he's had, you know, you say that, Mike, but in his last game on Tuesday, he had 20 points. So he's, that's back-to-back 20-point games for Rashawn Holmes.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and take the under in – on 22 for Rashawn Holmes on Saturday but you know the Harrison Barnes had 24 De'Aaron Fox had 22 but he healed at 19 Tyrese Halliburton was in double digits like the odds of all of those things happening again on Saturday in my opinion are pretty low and I think that the Rockets played well tonight there's they didn't even come close to their ceiling tonight I don't
0: I don't think the Rockets played that well tonight
1: like, yeah, but they played okay. I mean, you put up 100. 100- they played good enough to get the win. They played good enough to get the win. Correct. And that's why, you know, Harden was good tonight. I mean, and this is this is the incredible thing. Is like we I say that, like he was good tonight. He had 33 points, 8 assists, and 6 rebounds while going 10 of 24 from the floor. That's disgustingly good. You know, John Wall had a, a good game. He didn't have a great game. Christian Wood he had a nice game, 21 and 12. I mean, that's a good game for him. Tucker with nothing. Gordon, I'll tell you what, man, the rest of the year, Eric Gordon, that six man role is going to be nasty. I'm, I'm telling oh, you. Yeah. Let's
0: like, talk a little bit more about Eric Gordon.
1: Oh, okay. Like- Eric Gordon tonight, I think, gr- good start. Good start for EG. Oh, great start for EG. I'm really glad that we got to end 2020 with multiple Eric Gordon throwing his hands up in the air like he did nothing wrong when he either traveled or had a foul. So that was pretty fun to watch tonight. I'm glad we got two more of those before 2020 ended. But 6 of, six of 12, you know, from the, from, the, from the field, 3 of 8 from the three-point line, he had a good game. You know, He Daniel House has to stay in the starting lineup for me. The, and I and I love that Silas – you know what I love about Steven Silas is that he made that decision early in the season so we don't have to think about it. Like, Eric Gordon is coming off the bench. He's our sixth man, and that's the right call.
0: Yeah, yeah. but I don't know. Look, Eric Gordon should be the sixth man. I think he thrives in that role. I think that's part of the reason why um, he performed the way he did tonight. But I'll tell you this, Mike, the, the small forward – position in the starting lineup is that that debate is still going to happen throughout the season I think Steven Silas will um he's not going to switch anytime soon but I I guarantee you fans are going to be calling for Jay Sean Tate and Daniel House to switch simply because the Jay Sean what Jay Sean Tate can bring but what I'll say is this what Similar to how Eric Gordon thrives coming off the bench, like scoring off the bench. That's, I think, part of the reason why Jay Sean Tate works as well, because he brings that energy off the bench. I think the, my favorite lineup tonight that we saw was the second unit, early second quarter. Yep. I want to say it was John Wall, Eric Gordon, Jay Sean Tate. Tate, um, it was DeMarcus Cousins, and I wanna say I can't remember who was
1: I think it may have been Sterling Brown.
0: It might have been Sterling Brown. And I know that sounds a bit weird because you know, that's basically four guards in Demarcus or three guards, Demarcus Cousins and then Jay Sean Tate at the four. Yeah, I guess that was this or no, maybe it was Daniel House. Yeah, Daniel House enters the game for Sterling Brown and in the beginning of the second quarter.
1: Well, let me ask you let me ask you a question. Yeah. I mean why why would you limit it to jay sean tate or daniel house in my opinion i'd rather put pj tucker on the bench
0: no i see i why like i think with pj it's a little different with him just because he's been i I think you need pj in that starting lineup still i think
1: uh, but give me a reason like look at the look at the stat line tonight pj tucker played 11 more minutes than jay sean tate they had the same number of rebounds uh Jayshon Tate had two less fouls, and he had four more points because I like Jayshon Tate coming off the bench. Okay, and I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but what I'm saying is, from what I've seen from Jayshon Tate and Tucker thus far, it shouldn't be limited to just saying, "You know, should Jayshon Tate be in the starting lineup over Daniel House?" I think you should. The question needs to be asked. That right now PJ Tucker is playing like a guy who be- deserves coming off the bench. Sorry. He's not playing well.
0: But I think we need to take it out of our heads that the five best players start the game. Or the uh, yeah, five best to players finish the best. game. I think it's I think the situation is honestly fluid. And, you know, as long as the team buys in what Silas is doing, I think putting Tucker to close the game, like he made some plays at the end that proved why he's there to finish games. It's why he's there to start games, too. I think the, the starting line they have right now, I think, is, is perfect because it allows that second unit to really provide a spark off the bench. Because what you saw tonight, especially in the first half, when it took James Harden, you know, some time to get into his rhythm offensively, the team was still okay mm-hmm. because the bench... Provided that you know spark and filled in that gap, I really that that five-man lineup: Wall, Gordon, House, Tate, Cousins, really good five. And if you want to swap out House and Brown, that's fine. If you want to swap out Brown with Nawaba, that's fine. Nawaba with Mclemore, that's fine too. I think having those four guys together to start the second quarter, Wall. Gordon, um, Jay Sean, and Demarcus Cousins, I think that is going to make a huge difference in games this season because it's going to alleviate some of that pressure off of James. It's a really strong second unit. A lot of those guys would start on most teams in the NBA. And that is ultimate, like, that's what the Rockets were missing last season. It's what the Rockets have been missing, you know, the season before that as well. I think having that strong group off the bench to provide that early second quarter boost is going to make the difference between whether this team is a middle of the pack Western Conference team or a end of the pack Western Conference team. To be honest,
1: yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm still taken back why Nawaba didn't play tonight. Uh, he, you know, yeah.
0: I'll try to give some reasoning. I mean, maybe maybe steven silas addressed it um
1: it was uh, you know it, it very easily could have just been rotational you know the 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 starters look i mean they all of a sudden you know last year they had they had bodies on the wings and at the guard position but not like this you know you also
0: cut- you look at ben McLemore. could he be the 10th man
1: yeah i mean when you have a g- guys like John Wall and, and, and James Harden and House played well, you know, if Howes continues to pick his game up. Now, it's not necessarily a bad thing to me that Nawaba didn't play tonight. It was just a little shocking. It was a little like I'm looking it's down at the box. Unexpected. Yeah, it was unexpected. But you know what? It's not a terrible thing. I mean, it, it brings up competition. You know, and if guys continue to raise their game – Quite honestly, I mean, Jay Sean Tate and right now Sterling Brown bring a good amount of energy and size off the bench at the position that Nawaba just may be the odd man out for now. But it's a long season. You know, I think John Wall is going to have to rest some games coming off of his injuries. And that will create those minutes for Nawaba to make a difference.
0: Yeah, I think that, that was part of it, too. I think tonight was about getting the three-fourths of the barbershop quartet, Eric Norton... John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins acclimated, because that's what you were missing those first, three, those first two games. And now that they are, now you can see the situation kind of, you know, go in and out as the season goes on. For I think sure. this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. But, Michael Brown, offer your final thoughts on tonight and what we can expect for Saturday's game against Sacramento.
1: Yeah, major shout-out to Coach Steven Silas with his first regular season win as a head coach in the NBA. Um, I think he's been nothing but impressive thus far in the regular season. Uh, James Harden continues to play at a very, very high level. It was good to see John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins back uh, on an NBA court in a regular season game. Those guys are nothing but assets to the league with how well they can play on a nightly basis. Saturday, you know, come out with great energy against the Kings. You're going to need it. I, I think that the team played well tonight, but I think there's so much more room to grow. And they, they're a team right now that's fun to watch. You know, guys like Jay Tate, watching him blossom into a really good role player for this team, uh, continuing to see what Christian Wood can do on a nightly basis. He's just going to get better. Uh, so it's going to be a, a really fun game on Saturday. Two good teams going at it. I expect the Rockets to win again on Saturday night.
0: I hope the Rockets win again tomorrow night. I would love to see two big wins, especially at home against a team that looks a bit better than maybe they look on paper in Sacramento. Uh, But thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Harden My Take. Uh, Be sure to subscribe and download to our podcast. We are podcasting. Uh, The plan is for every single game this NBA season. So be sure to subscribe and download to wherever you listen to podcasts. And if we – For whatever reason, don't put an episode up. We will post it on our Twitter accounts over at Harden, my take on Twitter, and at SBN. Go follow us on both accounts over there. You can also check out all of our content at TheDreamShake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets, on SBNation.com. Be sure to follow my co-pilot, Mr. Michael Brown, on Twitter at...
1: UH UHBigRedHatGuy.
0: And you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner, J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Hard My Take. And until next time, go Rockets!